Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday, and we have very special guest uh, of mine, actually. This is a good friend here from Denver, Colorado, uh, Fletcher Keister, and uh, we're gonna explore his life a little bit. Um, Fletcher, we're, we're glad to have you, although you actually are not in Denver. Where are you right now? No, I'm in Duluth, Minnesota, visiting some family, but uh, still great to be with you. Yeah, it's great, great having you. Um, it's nice to meet you, Fletcher. <laughs> this yeah. is the first time I'm meeting him, so. Yes, yeah, nice to meet you as well, yeah. Kathy. Like I said uh, earlier, after hearing your voice so many times, listening to the podcast, <laughs> person and speak with you directly. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Well, uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, we're gonna learn about uh, all that he's going through right now and how he's seeking God's will. But first of all, uh, Fletcher, why don't you share? How did you personally come to know Christ? Yeah, it's really a, a three-part answer because it's coming to know Christ and continuing to come to know him <laughs> time and uh, I, I can really see in my life three distinct phases of that yeah and, and really I, I as I thought about it in the past it's really for me it's you know when I knew uh, Christ as my savior and then when I knew him as my father and now that I know him as my Lord and King mm. and it's mm. very different uh, phases in my life and first as Savior I, I grew up in church uh, I believe from a very young age I was baptized when I was in the fourth grade uh, so I guess really when I was around you know I don't remember a time where I did not believe uh, in Christ but again mm -hmm. I mark it at a point in time it would really be that fourth grade um, you know time of my life and so you know through the course of growing up and through high school and college and early marriage you know, really God as God and as my savior uh, there are there are times of my life especially late high school early college where I was not living according to how he would want me to uh -huh. uh, I lost my faith and never stopped believing in him and really you know really in my mid to late 30s is the point in time where I really got to know him as uh my father and God uh -huh. the father and there's some life circumstances that you know really went through that it will talk about as we continue on uh that really you know brought that aspect of god into my life where i realized then that he was a good father and that he had mm. good things to give me if i would follow his plan not my own yeah oh uh, that's good yeah where, where uh where exactly uh when you grew up where, where 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 was that physically where were you i grew up in albany oregon so it's about an hour and 15 minutes south of portland oregon okay yeah, it was fifth generation Oregonian, so my family had been in that area for a long time. I think they came over on wagon trains, actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but then really, uh, I know as we're going to talk more about abiding, is really, you know, three years ago where I really got introduced to uh, abiding in that process and what that really meant. The retreat at Rich's house, nearly, nearly yeah. three years to the day, yeah. uh, frankly. And that is the process by which I've been coming to know God as my Lord and King. Yeah. And that... And that my role is obedience uh, to him and that, you know, it's about what he wants me to do for him, not what I want him to do for me and to do what he tells me to do and say what he tells me to say. 
Oh, well, awesome. we, we can just end the end the broadcast now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's, that's kind of the sim- kind of the simplicity of it, isn't it? It's beautiful. <laughs> um, so, yeah. um, uh, where and where did you go to college? Where did you go to school? Uh, I went to school at Oregon State University, which is kind of nearly the hometown university, about twenty miles from where I grew up. Okay. And which how is- did you land in Colorado? Uh, about 23 years ago, I took a job uh, at a company that I worked for for up until recently, the last 23 years, in very different forms. And so my wife and I, we moved moved to Colorado, uh, fell in love with the blue sky. Mm, because yep. 300 days a year, it's out, and we really, <laughs> really enjoy that. Uh, it's now home. Two of our kids, of our four kids were born there, and it's the home that our that our children know. Yeah. And uh, talk, to, talk to us about how did you uh, uh, meet your wife and talk about your how many years married and uh, a little bit about your kids. Yeah, so this December the 4th, we will be married 30 years. Wow. And Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah, and at this point in time, what's really neat is that we are scheduled and planning to be in uh, in Israel uh, with a group from our church over our 30th anniversary. So I think we're going to have a really fun party. Oh, wow, that, that sounds amazing. Day. And we've never been, so that'll be fun. Uh, we met at Oregon State. My wife is also from Oregon. Uh, I played football there at the university, and she had a part-time work-study job uh, as a secretary in the football office. And so it was very fortuitous for me uh, to have been around her a little bit that way because, uh, let's say, I was probably extraordinarily shy, especially around girls. And so I would get tongue-tied, and the thoughts up here could never get out of my mouth to (laughs) ask her out on a date. And she, thankfully, thankfully for me, she's very outgoing. And... And if she were on the call, she would be quick to say at this point of the conversation that she actually asked me out first. That's excellent. So I, I will stick to my guns that I was going to. Really, really <laughs> she beat me to the punch. That's uh, great. So we met there, and probably after the second or third date, I knew with certainty she was the one I wanted to marry. And she must have figured out pretty soon because we were engaged six months later and then got married a year after that. And I think mm. that's part of our story. Was we have very similar like histories of growing up, growing up in the church, but towards the end of high school, early part of college, really fell away from living, you know, a life of faith. Mm-hmm. And really about the same exact time, we both realized it and like, what are we doing? This is not oh. what we know to be true. We're not living a life that God has called us to. And we both literally prayed that to God. And within a few weeks, we met each other and went on our first date mm-hmm. within weeks of both of us turning back to God and saying, Okay, this is enough. That's beautiful. I love it. It's really a really fun part of our story. Yeah. And how many uh, children do you guys have? Uh, we have four daughters who range in age from 19 to 26. Uh, our oldest is married uh, and is finishing her third year of medical school at John Hopkins. Mm. This year, uh, her husband just graduated from University of Maryland Dental School. So medical problems in our family will be covered. We have it uh, <laughs> covered in, in-house there, you could say. They've been married for three years. Um, I've got our second daughter is 23 and is here in, here in Colorado and is studying at Colorado Christian University, studying theology. Mm. And so, oh, excellent. Yeah, yep. and I've got two daughters, uh, two youngest daughters are at Liberty University out in mm-hmm. Virginia. And one of them is studying zoology and God put in her heart uh, the love for his creation. Uh, particularly the, you know, the fauna, and and so her desire is to care for that part of his creation, and uh, it'll be interesting to see the path that that takes her on, and 
the youngest follows after her mother and is getting a degree in accounting. So my wife, degree in accounting. <laughs> that's that's a lot of kids in college at one time. I'm just going to oh. comment. <laughs> oh, I know very well what you're speaking. Are they, Every six uh, months, I'm reminded. Are the uh, are the uh, two kids from Liberty? Are they coming? Are they back home this summer? Uh, they are coming home uh, next week. So they're finishing up school this week. Be back home next week. Really fun for my daughter studying zoology. Is it? She is going to the month of July. She'll be doing an internship in Australia. Oh, really? So oh, what a great she, opportunity. Yeah, she's going to be working on a kangaroo rescue. So I have no idea what all that entails, but she is over the moon and excited about it. And, I uh, bet. Yes, that'll be a lot of fun for her and a lot of hard work, I think. That'll be interesting. Wow, we gotta, that's amazing. We got to yeah. we gotta, we gotta have him back on, Kathy, to find out what is a kangaroo rescue. We got to find out what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will know more in a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and throwing wallabies too. Yeah, and you said you've been working for a company uh, for 23 years, which we know that um, you know that's changed recently, and we'll get into that as you're seeking God's will. But what? Uh, tell us about that company and your career path with with them. And you were all of that's been here in Colorado. Uh, for that company, yes. Yeah. I, you know, two other companies I worked with previously. I've been in the telecommunications slash digital infrastructure uh, industry uh, my entire career, and uh, the first. Yeah, I worked with a company. Uh, some people on the podcast may remember MCI. Yeah, uh, I remember MCI. Early telecommunications <laughs> companies when the AT and T divested and broke up. So my first five years was really in sales and product marketing. Wasn't uh, wasn't MCI headquartered in Kansas City? Uh, Sprint was Kansas City. Oh, Sprint MCI was in Virginia. Okay, yeah. And I was in a re regional sales office, you know, during that time, and you know, you know, so the first job was in sales. Um, which was a great learning experience. Maybe I wasn't the best salesperson in the world. I probably would have stayed one, but uh, great learning <laughs> experience. Uh, they went to a smaller regional telecommunications provider before moving to Colorado in 2000 to take the job at the the company I'd been with and really had a really blessed, honestly, with the, the experiences I got to have there. Uh, and it's really, even though I was with one company for that period of time, it was really three at least very distinct careers because huh. When I went to work for the company in Colorado, it was very much in startup mode, and at the time, it was the uh, the most well-funded startup in history with fourteen billion dollars of startup capital. That's a, that's wow. pretty that's a pretty good number. <laughs> yeah, you have to build fiber networks throughout North America, Europe, and Asia, and huh. then and so that was really the first company I worked for. And then uh, after making those investments, grew by acquisition. And so made a string of probably about eight to 10 acquisitions over the course of three to four years, which was really changed the whole nature of the company. Uh, and then about six years ago, the company was acquired by CenturyLink. And so then we got acquired and became part of a bigger company even okay. still. And so it was really very different companies. And when I think about that and my experiences, uh, like I said, really blessed uh, and really grateful because I got to do a wide variety and breadth of things uh, in the time of the company from being in product management to being in marketing to customer operations in the last couple of roles. Um, had the opportunity to be the CFO of our North American business, which was about a $20 billion business uh, in North America. And then most recently in the past four years until a few months ago uh, was the CIO and ran the technology organization, uh, which again, uh, had no background in that, just a great opportunity to, you know, to lead that, drive some change. And then, uh, as Rich has alluded to or mentioned, um, uh, 
was let go of the company in March. March was my last day. And really as a part of the company brought in a new CEO uh, in November of last year. And as can happen, uh, new leaders bring in their team of people. And that's what happened in my case. And I, and so early March was my last, uh, was my last week there at the company. Yeah. Super grateful for the experience. Uh, have no regrets about how that how that's gone, and I do believe that even what happened a couple weeks ago is is a blessing and a gift that God is unwrapping for me. I can't say it's fully unwrapped yet. I'm in the process uh-huh. of it. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Um, as you can imagine, uh, Kathy, uh, you know when this happens, because uh, it was it wasn't obviously planned. It was just typical of big business stuff that. Eh, New CEO, I got my own team. Um, right. Um, even there's no real, in a sense, by that person, there's really no hard feelings, you know, toward the people that are there. It's like I'm not really doing it because I don't like you. It's just I have my own team on to bring them in. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and so you, you can't have two in the same position. <laughs> so you get you get displaced, which was a little bit, you know, it's a little bit of a oh, this is interesting. Um, wasn't planning on this, and uh, so we'll talk about that. As uh, the next question, which is legitimate, uh, that Fletcher's seeking with God is, uh, yeah. not now what? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we got to process that very process that. So we'll get into that because I think it's and he's right in the set middle of this. So this is a really mm-hmm. good time to see how does he approaching it, which we'll get into over the next uh, this session, next session, and then we'll have him back later to talk about how did it go and what happened. How it resolved, yeah. And, and what happened. So that'll be, uh, it's always, to me, it's always fun in a way to have to tell the story when you're in the middle of the story because mm-hmm. you can't tell the end of the story. <laughs> right. Well, and there's a beauty in what you share mm-hmm. when you're in that middle. You know, we've talked before about that, the liminal space, really. When we're seeking God and he's given, you know, I don't know what he's spoken to you yet, but he's giving promises, but you're in the now and the not yet. Yes. You know, and and what does it look like? I think it's such an important part of the faith journey for people to see people walking in that liminal space of hearing a promise or seeking him, but we're not to where it's delivered yet. And yes, what does man. that look like? It's very real, very That's authentic. Right. And, I, and I am square in the middle of it. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. So let's go back. Uh, you said that, you know, three years ago when you guys came to the retreat with your group, mm-hmm. um, you learned uh, you learned a new way of walking with God, and why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, what you've learned? How do you? How have you uh, applied that uh, abiding and walking with God personally, just in how you do it, and you know, journaling and, and all that? And then we'll we'll get into the specific story about seeking God's will. But we'd love to hear how did you come to know this, and then what did it mean for you? Yeah, so a little bit of context. Uh going into it is that, like I said, I've you know, been a believer my whole life in very different forms of maturity. And so there'd always been some aspect of reading the Bible, praying, not much journaling. Uh, and certainly in my 20s and 30s, kind of going through some harder you know, stretches of life in that period of time of crying out to God and seeking his, you know, seeking his will. But I would call that even that part of it more circumstantial, <laughs> like in the, in the, you know, praising the peaks and cry out from in the valleys, but there's a whole lot of space in the middle where it's kind of went about the day to day. And so I think the, you know, really the couple of primary things for me, you know, again, we went to the treat and then our group has had the, you know, the real privilege of, I think, have, of doing five more since that first one. Wow. Really, <laughs> you know, really going deep on some things, but really that 
that idea of being with him all the time mm-hmm. and being with God all the time and living our lives in him and, and really just the the truth of what and the truth and the practicality of abiding in the vine right abiding is remain in it don't just come and check in and don't touch it every once in a while remain in it. and <laughs> that's good and still and honestly it's still a process and still a progress I you know for me what it looks like kind of practical and, and I should say too before jumping any further is I alluded to it before, but really seeking what does he have to say about a situation and circumstance mm-hmm. versus here's all my thoughts. You know, here's what I would like you to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Please do this for me. Yeah. Right? And it's like, and, and never asking and never stopping mm-hmm. to look for the answer. I think was a big, a big difference. And that's become a real part of it now for me. And so from a practical perspective, what it, you know, can look like is, you know, really for me, first thing in the morning, like a lot of people is, you know, I say typically winds up being an hour plus or minus sometime more plus now uh, that I've got a little bit more time on my hands, but yeah. really spending time, you know, really in, in some form and combination of like reach what you're saying through, you know, time in scripture, time praying and time journaling, which journaling was never a, a really big part of my experience previously. Mm-hmm. I tried before and attempted a few times, but it was just never a thing that, I enjoy doing it really stuck and it's kind of interesting because now it's become one of my most intimate ways of communicating mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit is while I am journaling and it's almost like the dialogue is kind of coming out of my pen as I'm writing and mm. it's never like a set you know it's not a continuous set kind of thing like okay 20 minutes praying 20 minutes <laughs> in scripture 20 minutes it, just, it ebbs and flows in interesting ways and you know, there'll be periods of weeks of time where it's like mostly scripture and just really mm-hmm. kind of cross-reference after scripture after scripture sometimes it's a lot of time in praying and contemplating and sometimes it just seems like a lot of journaling i'll look back and have like a week of just journaling like i should probably get back to the word here (laughs) right but it ebbs and flows and and really like i was saying for me the you know where i have the seems like where i have the most intimate moments with the holy spirit is, is while i'm journaling when he speaks to me in that way yeah yeah and um I know that you've, um, you know, you've enjoyed that, um, and you don't have to go into the, you don't have to go into the even the topic of the discussion. But I know that you were, you know, you've been processing various things, and God kind of gave you some revelation and insight about. I want you to learn more about this um, and put things together. Basically, um, uh, you don't need you don't need to talk about the the actual topic of it, but just talk about the process of. Of God saying, "Well, I need to show you something, and keep going, and process, and receive, and um, and the joy that you had of just of just putting that together. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to become significant uh, as it finishes. But um, it's kind of fun to. I know when you were talking to me about it, I was real excited about what you were experiencing. Yeah, there's that example, and there's even one we'll probably get into and talk more about how am I processing the current job situation. Yeah. Uh, it was really almost two years ago and you know had been working on some things with a group that i'm you know part of it that you mentioned earlier about what is our role together as a group and as a team and i was going through that and uh and during that same time god was having me go having me study john 14 through 17 which i'm not sure you can yeah. ever be studying that uh ever uh but really got through that and just really became very uh what really came forward for me was john 17 and mm asking the Holy Spirit about that you know what he wanted me to do what I heard when I wrote down was he goes I want you to write the vision of unity oh that's beautiful what is that (laughs) uh, 
okay, I might need a little help on that one. <laughs> uh, and it was, and, and you, you both know how the Holy Spirit speaks. It was just so simple and so clear and direct. It was like, go back to where I've already taken you. I'm already starting to show you. You just don't know it yet. And it was really John 17, 20 through 23. And the importance of those words, and because they were the last, it was the last thing Jesus prayed before he was arrested, was that all believers that all believers would be in unity and, and he gave us a way for us to be in unity and mm-hmm. and so that that led to a lot of study and took me all over through what does that look like how do we achieve unity why is it important which is mm-hmm. right in john as well and that and that study in its current form under revision like like rich referred to led to a really amazing study about peace mm-hmm. i never really i never really knew what shalom was yeah previously and what that really means the mm-hmm. breath still still learning but you know all of the provision that God has for us in all aspects of our lives and what, what really is part of peace and then it really led me and that led into a study on love mm-hmm. right, love really is uh, which again the simplified is the you know our obedience to God is our love for him and our willingness to sacrifice for each other is our love for each other and just the amount of scripture where that is over and over, and it's really showing me where how God intends His. You know, we use a lot of terms, but His body, His ecclesia, His bride, His remnant. Mm-hmm. How He wants to live that, you know, in unity, in His full provision, and with love. And it's really how those how those three things come together to really form the way in which He wants us to live, and the, and the great and amazing things He has given us in those gifts. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's, it has been really uh, amazing to go through it and to see how that has unfolded that for me. And I think even more so, it'll be interesting to learn more about why he chose to show that to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, moving forward. Yeah. And as you're, um, you know, uh, you're kind of describing, you know, hey, I'd like you to look at this, I'd like you to be willing to receive this. And it is, like you say, uh, you know, pay attention, let's go. Um, what does that look like in the middle of that when you're in the Word and you're starting to receive what He wants to reveal to you um, when you're doing that, uh, you know, day after day, and then you're led to peace and led to love, and uh, but you're going deeper in what He's showing with you. What does that, if you could describe for our audience, because uh, their big questions is, okay, I can understand what you're saying, but how does that really work tomorrow when you're going to be in the word about this what does that look like you know and if you can Mm -hmm. see if you can describe uh for you what does that what is your experience with that by receiving processing and then having some understanding about that yeah good question and we'll go back to the what do you when he started showing me things about unity the things that are coming to mind is that it really started with, okay, go back to what I've already shown you, go back to John 17, 21 through 23, and just start start cross-referencing. Just start the very first verse and every single point in this cross-reference, just go there. Yep. And go deeper and deeper and deeper, and you know, let it take you to the next verse and cross-reference all of those. And sometimes I'd be almost so far, I have a process which I indent every time there's a cross-reference in my journal. I've got like this much space on the very edge. I can <laughs> drive and I've got to unwind and backtrack and go, where was I exactly? But it's, it's kind of that fun process. And I didn't really go through that because it just really opens up the topic in a much broader 
right away. And then there are some things in there that really stand out in and of themselves, you know, kind of that, you know, you know, you could teach teaching the course is really like before, before going into it, it's like, what do you want to show me today? What's right. for, what do you want? What do you want me to know about what's in here today? And then those things that kind of almost like rise up out of the other scriptures that almost, it's almost like the Holy Spirit is highlighting and saying, mm-hmm. see, this here, this is what I'm trying to say. And, and, and for me, it's also then a matter of going back to it. You kind of go and go and then go back to, uh, go back to it and then, you know, really look for, okay, if I just re- now read through all of these together, what, what themes are coming out? What's the bigger picture that's in here? And how does that connect to this and connect to this and connect to that over here? And then the Holy Spirit just sort of starts to bring together this bigger picture. But thanks for me, and I'm a very picture visual oriented mm-hmm. person. So I start drawing pictures of what I'm, of what he's showing me and they become diagrams and things that connect to each other. And then for me, then it'll get to this point and then it'll go, oh, now I see what yeah. is actually yeah. showing I love me. as you're describing that. And you said earlier, journaling has become one of the biggest parts of, of your time with Jesus. And I think what you're describing shows the importance of that because that's the place where he can take you back to connect the dots, right? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the really fun things too that I find, and it doesn't happen all the time, but it, it can be, you know, a couple of different things. One, I'll be, I'll be, I will start looking for an answer rather mm-hmm. than looking, show me. Yes, because people know, okay, I'm going for this answer. I'm going to go through the scripture until I find the, the answer to this very thing. And he will just, what can be really fun is it, I'll just be going through it and all of a sudden just literally out of left field to go, oh, what about this? Mm. Start to like, and then it's kind of funny at times I get this tap on the shoulder or like, and it will not be at all be anything I'm studying or looking for, but he'll, it's almost like this little tap of like, uh, hey, I got something. You should probably start writing this down. I'll kind of pause and go, uh-huh, okay. And I'll start to hear something coming from the Holy Spirit. And he's like, you know, pause and go, no, you really should write this down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just great. keep writing until that stops. And it could be something that was possibly related to what I was actually studying, or it could be related to something from weeks ago or a month ago. And I'll just mm-hmm. be like, oh, my word. My mind wasn't even thinking about mm-hmm. the here it is you're laying out something new for me and it's just really a fun yeah that can be a really fun and joy, joyous process yeah yeah you know? and that and that is it is fun when the <laughs> um i've always found you know god and uh jesus holy spirit to be funny uh you know just like you said is that you know you're, you're no i got this he said no if i was you i'd write this down <laughs> you're gonna need this later i'd write this down you know and so it's kind of right. fun. Um, well, uh, Fletcher, first of all, thank you for uh, you know sharing that piece of it. It's uh, um, I hope everybody catches something he just said. Uh, it's fun. Mm, uh, it's fun because the, the God of the universe is saying something, <laughs> and he says, "I would like to give you this, and I want you to receive it, and don't fret about how it all fits. I'll get you there. Don't worry." And because it's life. One of the elements that we should feel like like you you're expressing is fun. It should be fun, um, and if you and you've been doing it now many many years, and it's not like well I had I had kind of fun with it, but I don't anymore. It's no you you have more fun with it. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And we want to get into next session to get into the situation of you know as you're abiding, uh, you also are seeking uh, a now what about your career, which is an appropriate decision. Uh, that needed, but um, we want to talk about how are you approaching that 
because uh, you're right in the middle of it. And, and I know you got a few yeah. stories to share about that, so we'll be excited about that. So Fletcher, thank you so much. And Heavenly Father, we thank you for his uh, beautiful story, uh, for the life that you've given him, the heart you've given him. And I, I do rejoice over the fun you've given him. And I pray that that will continue, particularly now as he's in the middle of kind of a sticky situation of now what, uh, I pray that'll be fun too. And so we praise you and we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank you, Fletcher. And as always, if you have questions, send them in to us at questions at afjministry.com. We'd love to talk about them and hope you have a wonderful day. Join us tomorrow for yep. End Times Friday. Yep, we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.